Section 4 of Stories of Great Composers for Children. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Franz Josef Haydn, the story of the choir boy who became a great composer. Josef Haydn was born in Rohrau, a little Austrian village not far from Heinberg. It is quite worth while for you to look for this town, and for the river Leite in any large geography. You may not find Rohrau itself, for it is a very small town, but you will surely find the river Leite, which flows by it. The parents lived in a very modest little house. The picture of this house is worth studying and remembering. As you see, it is of one story with a thatched roof. The farm buildings are joined to the house itself. The windows look inviting and pretty. They seem to tell us very plainly that it is warm and cosy within. It will be easy for you to remember the year in which Joseph Haydn was born, because you have already learned in school that our president, George Washington, whose picture should be inserted here, was born in the same year, 1732. This president's birthday was in what month? What day of the month? Joseph Haydn was born on March 31st of the same year. He used to say that he was born in the night, between March 31st and April 1st. Washington's father died in the year when he and Joseph Haydn were ten years old. This is a picture of Washington, as a man, bidding his mother good-bye before leaving for a war. Little Joseph Haydn's father and mother were poor, but they loved cleanliness and system. They feared God, worked hard, and loved music. Joseph's father used to sing in a clear tenor voice, accompanying himself on the harp. At home little Joseph was called Zepperl. When the child was old enough, he, too, began to sing. He quite surprised everyone by his sweet voice. In the neighboring town of Heinberg there lived a schoolmaster named Frank, who used to visit the Haydens and play the violin. Zepperl used to watch him very closely, and one day he, too, began to play the violin, while his father and mother were singing. But he had no real violin, of course, so he had to play on a make-believe one of two sticks. But he sang in tune, and kept time with his wooden bow. One day the schoolmaster chanced to come up the street while the little boy was playing his make-believe music. Watching him closely, he saw that he was really fond of music. Then Cousin Frank, as they called him, had a long talk with Zepperl's father and mother. After a while it was agreed that the little boy should go to Heinberg, the place you found on the map, and there become a pupil of the schoolmaster. They worked hard at the school in those days. Once, when Haydn was an old man, he said, "'I shall be grateful to that man,' the schoolmaster, as long as I live, for keeping me so hard at work, but I used to get more floggings than food. When he was six years old, Zepperl could stand up like a man, and sing masses in the church choir, besides playing a little on the piano and the violin. It once happened that a drummer was needed in a procession in Heinberg. Frank called Zepperl, and showed him how to make the stroke. But the boy was so small that someone had to carry the drum for him, 
Zepperl following up and beating it as he had been taught. Haydn was very fond of playing the drums, and even as a boy tried to learn how to play right. But Josef Haydn was to do other things. One day a man from Vienna visited the pastor of the Heinberg Church. He heard the little boy sing, and liked his voice so much that he invited him to become a chorister in the huge church of St. Stephen. He was eight years old when he arrived in the great city of Vienna, still a little farther away from home than he was at Heinberg. There was much else to do in the great church besides singing in the choir. There were music studies, of course, in singing, violin, and piano playing. But there were also school studies to be learned every day. These were religion, Latin, writing, and arithmetic. But one must not think that because Sepperl was a busy musician, he did not love fun like other boys of eight. One day the choristers sang at the royal palace at Schönbrunn, just outside of Vienna. The scaffolding was still standing about the building, and Josef climbed to the top. The Empress Maria Theresa caught him at this mischief, and gave an order that that blockhead should have a good spanking. Five years after Josef Haydn entered St. Stephen's, his brother Michael joined the choir. It was just at that time that Josef's voice began to change. One day, when the Empress heard him, she said his voice sounded more like a rooster's crowing than anything else. The choirmaster, taking the hint, prepared to dismiss him. But before Josef said good-bye to his schoolmates, his spirit of fun bubbled over again. Someone had left a pair of new scissors where he found them. What should he cut with them? Ah, he knew. He would cut off the pigtail of one of the choir-boys. And he did. Josef Haydn was never lazy. His father and mother had taught him to love work. He was industrious, happy-hearted, and made friends easily. People loved him, and he began to meet those who could help him. One of these was the great poet, Metastasio. Another was the singing-master, Nicholas Porpora, who taught him music composition, in return for which the boy brushed the master's clothes, polished his boots, did anything and everything, even to running errands. And all because he was so anxious to be taught how to compose music. Then soon afterward Haydn met Gluck, the opera composer, and another time Wolfgang Mozart and his father Leopold Mozart. So you see, he was getting on famously. One day he was invited to become music director, or vice-capellmeister, as it was called, in the family of a great man who was known as Prince Paul Anton Esterhazy. Haydn's position in the Esterhazy home gave him just the opportunity he wanted. There was an orchestra, and for it he composed all sorts of music. When the band was to play for the prince's family and its guests, Haydn and the players were required to wear white stockings and white collars, and a pigtail or tie-wig. If you could have watched him conduct the players, you would have seen a very short man with short legs, his face pitted with the marks of smallpox. His nose was large, his eyes grey, but of the kindest expression. And here is a picture which shows exactly how the good-natured sort of fellow looked. A butcher in the town where Josef was living wanted to celebrate his daughter's marriage with fitting music, 
and was bold enough to ask Josef to compose a minuet for the occasion. Josef good-naturedly consented, and wrote the oxen minuet, and made the butcher and his daughter very happy. People say that soon after the wedding the butcher appeared at Josef's door, leading an ox all decorated with ribbons and with gilded horns. For many years Haydn remained in the peace and quiet of the Esterhazy family life, but nevertheless his good work was heard of in distant places. He received many invitations to travel to foreign countries. One of these he accepted. He went to England, twice in fact. The night before he left Vienna he and Mozart dined together. "'Do not go on such a long journey,' Mozart begged of him. "'You are too old, and you do not know languages enough to travel through so many countries.' "'But,' said Haydn, "'I know one language that is understood everywhere—the language of music.' Mozart said farewell to his old friend. They never met again. On the way north, along the Rhine, Haydn met Beethoven at Bonn, and it was arranged that Beethoven should study with Haydn on his return to Vienna. When the traveller reached Calais he took the boat to Dover in England. He was so enchanted by the sight of the sea that he sat on deck all the way to watch it. Never before had he seen such a sight, for, we must remember, he was born far inland. Most men do their best work in their younger years, but in Haydn's later years he wrote two of his greatest works, The Creation and The Seasons. The Creation is loved by all people. It is one of a group of favourite oratorios which have found a warm place in the hearts of the people. With it stand the Messiah, Judas Maccabeus, St. Paul, and Elijah. Do you know who composed each of these? After the English journeys, Haydn lived quietly in Vienna, in what is now known as the Haydn House. Should you ever go to Vienna, you will be welcomed there by the caretaker, who will show you the rooms in which Haydn lived. One day, toward the end of his life, he asked his servant to carry him to the piano. While the members of his household stood near him, he played three times, very solemnly, the Emperor's Song. This is the way Haydn wrote his name. And here's a picture of Haydn's signature. Facts about Franz Josef Haydn. When you have read this page and the next, make a story about Haydn's life. Write it in your own words. When you are quite sure you cannot improve it, copy it on pages 15 and 16. Some facts about Josef Haydn. 1. He was born at Rorau in Hungary, March 31, 1732. 2. He was a few weeks younger than George Washington. 3. As a little boy he loved to hear his father and mother sing. 
for, while they sang, he played on a make-believe violin of two sticks. 5. He left home at the age of six, and never lived there again. 6. First he became a choir-boy at Heinberg. 7. When he was eight years old, he entered St. Stephen's in Vienna as a chorister. 8. After he left St. Stephen's, he worked hard for many years. Many people whom he met in this time helped him. 9. Among his friends of this period were Metastasio, Porpora, Gluck, Mozart and his father, and Beethoven. 10. For a time he was Beethoven's teacher. 11. He spent a great part of his life in the Esterhazy family. 12. Here he was vice-capellmeister and composer to the prince. 13. He was a short, stout man, with kindly grey eyes and very dark hair. 14. He went twice to England to conduct his symphonies. 15. Haydn was called the father of the symphony and of the string quartet. 16. He composed a song which will always be famous. It is called The Emperor's Song. 17. He died in 1809, 77 years of age. Some questions. 1. Where and in what year was Josef Haydn born? 2. By what name was he known at home? 3. Who was his first teacher? 4. What studies had he at St. Stephen's? 5. With what distinguished family did he live for many years? 6. Give the names of some of the distinguished composers whom he knew. 7. What great composer was his pupil for a time in Vienna? 8. Why did Mozart think that Haydn should not travel through so many strange countries? 9. What two great works did he write after he returned from England? 10. In what year did Haydn die? 11. Can you find in what year George Washington died? End of Franz Josef Haydn The Story of the Choir Boy Who Became a Great Composer Read by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org On February 10, 2011 in San Diego, California.